Welcome to episode 23 of Ford the Hamlet. I'm Ben Sibley. And I'm Hugo Greenhouch. It's good to be back. It's fantastic to be back. I have to admit, when season finished, I kind of enjoyed having a break. It dragged on a bit, didn't it? I just feel like we do a couple of episodes over the summer, and then I, we did that one with Supporters Trust. And then I thought, do you know what? I can't be bothered. And it was just nice to have a break, just to not do anything Dulwich related. For a couple of weeks. We are very much back now though and raring to go. There's been a lot of new signings in the team and I think that's certainly reinvigorated me a bit. Some really exciting signings as well. We'll go through them a bit later but there's definitely a feeling around the club that we've not just gone from perhaps challenging for promotion but probably challenging for the title right through until the end I think. I think we're definitely one of the favourites I think when you look at the squad we have at the moment it's a lot stronger than what we finished the season with yeah and there's so much more experience um, but yeah this week uh, there was a, a kit launch for Dulwich 2015-16 kit with the new sponsors Late Nights Brewery we'll get onto the sponsorship prize draw later on which we of course entered thanks to all you lovely people who donated your hard-earned money to us and uh, at the kit launch I took the chance to speak to manager Gavin Rose and Danny Waldron about pre-season and about the uh, coming season and uh, we had some interesting bits and pieces so here's Gavin. Here we are sat in the dugout again at Champion Hill I bet you feel like you've never been away. Hmm, yeah exactly um to be fair, like we just said, it's been a, a short, a short summer this year. Obviously, because of the playoff fiasco, but um, happy to be back now. We're, um, we're about five, six weeks into pre-season, and now we feel like we're, you know, we're back, back in the groove really. There's been a lot of comings and goings. I think eight players have come in. I think about ten are left. Are you happy with what's gone on during the summer, player-wise? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I feel. Um, we've always tried to keep a, a group knitted together and stuff like that, but I felt that um, the current current or the previous squad had probably reached this, this level and probably younger players needed to move on and, and try and excel, uh, excel a bit higher. And Do you think the struggle, the slight struggle after Christmas kind of hit at that, do you think? Yeah, I think when you've got so many younger players who are learning on the job really, um, you're, you're trying to educate them, coach them but also be successful at the same time, it's quite a tall order and I think at times it can weigh heavily on them as well so I think if they go into an environment where they're not expected to win but maybe even a higher environment they can just sort of relax, play football and not with the expectancy not so high on them and I think that probably was uh, the case for those guys. A lot of the signings you've come in have come from leagues above Dulwich, is that something that you highlighted before you started bringing in players that you wanted players who'd played at a higher level? 
Yeah, I think so. I think obviously we've had two years in the Ramen Premier and we've been quite close to, to getting uh, over the line, but not quite close enough. And I felt that maybe we needed a little bit more experience. Those points that we dropped during the last two seasons, that I think maybe a bit more streetwise and pitch, pitch, bit, bit more knowing how to get around the pitch. And I think it would have been a maybe saves about maybe 10, 15 points extra, you know. So I just felt that we needed to maybe be a bit more experienced and lads in who have been around and seen it and don't get too disheartened when things don't go their way and stuff like that. And that's that's what we that was mainly what we thought about in the summer. I think a, a player who epitomises that we can see already even from the preseason games is Danny Waldron, centre midfielder signed from Bromley. Yeah. How's he settled in? Yeah, very well. Um, we've known about Danny for many years. He's playing senior football now for about ten years. Played his played his senior day when he was sixteen. Um, and has always done well. He's always been in winning teams. So with that, it becomes quite normal for him to uh, to be competitive. Yeah, and, and I think that's a really important thing. Um, he also he, he leads by example and he plays with his with his heart and his head at the same time. So I thought that was a very very important acquisition for us. Do you know in the first first warm up before the Peterborough game? I think a drill kind of broke down. I think Ethan might have misplaced a pass or something. Not that he does often, but you know, I've probably dropped him in it now. <laughs> and uh, straight away, Danny went over to him and started having just a word in his ear. Yeah. I thought that kind of said it all, really. It's his first ever warm-up session with the boys before yeah. a game, and he yeah. was already. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think he's um, quite relaxed and quite a mellow person, to be honest with you. Off the field, uh, has a laugh and a joke, so everyone knows that he's not quite, he's not very overly serious until when it comes to the football. And I think that's the greatest blend you can have, really. As a, as a footballer to be light-hearted um, off the field because you know, you know the football is what it is but when you play your football you play it seriously and do the best you can Another star of pre-season has been Jacob Erskine who's signed from Maidenhead United How's he been? Has he impressed you so far? Yeah, yeah, he's, he has actually he's um, probably impressed me a bit more than I, I expected um, I felt um, yeah, I knew he was a, a good team player a good uh, link-up player and he was a strong boy, but I didn't um, probably realise that he, he had as many goals as he, he seems to have in him. He's got six um, already, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he looks like he looks like he can score more, and, um, and uh, we're really happy with him so far. His attitude's been spot on. Um, he's, a, he's a motivator as well. He's one who just sort of worries about scoring. He cares about the team. If we're playing well, if we're not playing well, and um, yeah, he's been a really breath of fresh air as well. And Mitchell Nelson, he seems to have nailed down the right back spot in every game so far. He's replaced Michael Abner, who left. How's he done? He's <coughs> done all right. He's um, done a year, maybe just over a year, out with a cruciate knee leg with an injury. So um, we signed him pretty much with the, um, the knowledge that it'll be um, a tough start for him and, and uh, we have to sort of play him in and out of the game sometimes. Maybe we might have to rest him and be aware that he's just his first year back. Um, Having said that, he's got excellent. He's an excellent athlete. You know, he can get up and down the pitch, and um, he's got boundless energies for someone who's been out for so long as well. So um, we just basically have to manage him, and I think when we get to the Christmas period, we should probably start seeing the, the quality player that he is. I mean, he's um, someone that has been sought after at conference level and, and above sort of thing. So um, we feel that we've probably done well in getting him, and you know, just have to take our time with getting him back to where he should be. Quite a few fans are really excited when we signed Charlie Penny as well. Um, he's played in the conference and scored a goal for Wilston that took him up a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. 
Has he not been match fit so far? Has he, have you just been preferring Jacob? No, no, he's um, he's had a knee injury um, in pre-season where he picked up a few sessions in. Um, he's been doing his rehabilitation and worked really hard. And, and then he came back, I think, against Averley for a little bit. He felt he was OK. And then, to be honest with you, maybe came back a little bit too early. And um, he now <clears throat> he now should be training tonight, sort of joining in with the boys tonight for the first time. And we're hoping to have him sort of ready to be involved maybe Saturday or, or Tuesday the latest. He looks like a kind of striker who we've not had in the past couple of years. He looks like a bit of a poacher, a six-yard box player. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we... Um, we had Frankie Sawyer, I think, was the last one in that sort of mould. And um, I like, I do like those type of players. It's just uh, getting the right blend to be able to, to use them. Sometimes if the pitches ain't playing well, it's hard to get them into the game. But, um, I mean, no defender wants to play against a nippy man like that who's always looking to get him behind and, and, be, uh, and being busy and stuff like that. So um, I think we might have the right blend of players now to be able to have a player like that. And I think um, that he'd be worth his weight in gold in terms of scoring goals for us. I have to admit, a lot of fans were almost heartbroken when one of the players left. Harry Otway's gone. He missed a big chunk of the last couple of seasons from a knee injury, a couple of very bad leg injuries. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, we first of all want to commend Harry because he was, um, and he is a, a gentleman. He's a, he's a gentleman, you know. He, he he put everything in. He never ever cheated. He never once ever fought. He never once thought he was better than anyone. He worked hard. He was just a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you. He, um, yeah, he was a, he's a really good guy. Um, he was very unfortunate with injuries, as we all know. The first season, he looked like he was going to set the ground. Right, yeah. You know, he was going to he was going to run away with it, really. Him and Erhan. Started then, like a steam train. Yeah, it was unbelievable, and um, you know, you just felt so sorry for him. Uh, he, came he came back. Came back against Kays as well. Yeah, that's right. Came back, looked strong again. And then the summer, I think he probably worked so hard in rehab and he wanted to have a rest. And it probably was a bit what went against him because he had a rest and it meant that his leg got weaker. And then in the pre-season last year, he, he broke down again, uh, which was unfortunate. And then um, uh, he had a, last, a struggling season last year. But basically, never ever made excuses for himself, always worked hard. And he, even though he wasn't physically at the, the place he wanted to be, he was still... Yeah, one of our leading sort of people in the dressing room in terms of mentality and helping other people, you know. So um, can't, no, no higher words for me. I think he was a um, great player, a uh, great person. More importantly, uh, he's made a decision at the moment to concentrate on his um, his work life. Uh, he's probably lost a bit of income as well. So um, you know, we all got to do what's right for ourselves in our household. And I think that's what he's doing. And he'll probably return back to playing this season somewhere. Um, Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, pro- he, pro- he probably will. You know what I mean? But it's, it's not much we can do. I, I, made, I left it open to him that, as long as I could, that we'd um, try and keep a spot open for him. That if he got things sorted out and he went to come back in, he could. Um, and that was up until about a week ago. Um, and I felt that we couldn't wait any longer because obviously our, our staff we needed that that extra uh, forward. So we've got, got Callum in, um, and, and I thought we just had to do what was right for us as a club. You mentioned Callum Willick, Callum Willick then. His first game was at the weekend against Hayes and Yedding. Was that, did that happen really quickly? He actually came in on, on Beckham, at the Beckenham game. He came oh. in um, at half-time, um, scored two goals. Against oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, it was last minute. He's um, an old-time friend of uh, Kevin's. Um, obviously played professional football. Um, and he's done really well over the years. And um, we know we needed a player to um, to put a challenge on to, to Jacob. Um, and to be honest, he was probably the ideal 
the ideal fit for us because he, you know, you wouldn't have to overly coach him. He knows what he's got to do and uh, he sort of fits well with the group we've got. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're quite happy to have him in. Three goals in three games for St. Kitts and Nevis as well, international level. I, heard, I, I only heard that today. <laughs> Fair play, man. As long as you score, that's what, you're, <laughs> that's what it says on the tin. And uh, probably the biggest departure from Dulwich uh, this summer has been Javier Vidal, who's gone to Welling. Yeah. Do you feel like time is right for Jav to move on? It's been mooted for a couple of seasons and he's finally gone. Yeah, um, I think he firstly um, um, gave great service to the club. He um, came for the youth team and in his, uh, in his second year of his uh, scholarship with the academy, he was playing almost as a regular in the first team, which is no mean feat. Um, uh, scored a winning goal. Well, Centre yeah. midfield in where it's really rough and tumble, pitches ain't good and... He, um, he battled and worked really hard and listened and, 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 and sort of developed his game and ended up scoring a winning goal for us and, and, and took us up to this league. Um, then started, went on to, to get a portfolio of goals, um, which were anyone be proud of. The season last season was basically yeah, him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah anyone be proud of his portfolio. So we felt that... Um, you know, he, we were we didn't go up. We thought that it was right for him to, to, to continue his career path. Um, and we, we literally searched out well in to say look this boy is available they probably didn't think he would be uh, for nothing they would have thought it would have been a fee so they never thought about him and they were they, they didn't think twice about it they quickly said let's get the door done he literally was up there next day and got, and got signed so so he's, he's got a new challenge and, and I'm sure he'll be happy um, he's training every, like, virtually every day and that's what every young footballer wants to do so we hope that he does well in, in the future and of the, of the pre-season games when there's been a full strength team out the performances have been really good. We've beaten Dagenham and Redbridge. Yeah. We've thrashed Avi away. Yeah. Scored a lot of goals at Beckenham the other day. Yeah. Beat Hayes and Yedding yeah. in the league above yeah. most recently. Yeah. You've got to, got to have a good feeling about the season, haven't you? After what you've to seen be so on, far. To, to be honest with you, I, I have a good feeling about our squads every year. This isn't any different. Um, the belief I've got in the squads that we put together is that we can challenge every year. I genuinely believe that. Um, um, probably slightly disappointed with last year's the fact that we didn't go up because I just felt that the squad was good enough to do so. Uh, I felt we, if we look back on the points that we had dropped <clears throat> at times, we didn't really need to drop those points. They would have been crucial for us to go up. And I mean, you can look, hindsight's you know, a wonderful thing, but I felt that the squad last year was good enough to compete to go up. Uh, probably the year before, even 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 the same. So um, nothing's changed in my, in the way I'm looking at it now. I think we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, we've got 46 league games. Um, it's very difficult. Um, you, you go through all sorts of changes, weather, pitches, uh, form, fitness, everything. So we're starting all over again. So really, it's just for us to see how this team gels. It seems to be doing work at the moment. What we need to do to add to it in terms of coaching and, um, and tactical information and, um, and just take it from there. You mentioned coaching. Is it going to be the same setup this season? Yourself, Junior Caddy, and Kevin James? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we've been together for a long time and worked well through, through the academy. So um, we know each other well and we're, we're growing as a, as a team. We're, we're, we're trying to improve. So it'll be us again and hopefully we can um, improve ourselves again this year. Who do you think is going to be challenging for promotion this season? Obviously, Staines have come down. Yes. Um, they're one of the favourites. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got other teams that are always going to be challenging. I think Bognor fancy the chances this year. Billy Ricky always strong, difficult to beat. Yeah. Who are you thinking? Yeah, I think Bognor are unfortunate last year. They they got uh, <laughs> they got raided somewhat, um, and and I don't think the management team had any any real chance of um, putting this team together until maybe a third of the season was over. So they was unfortunate. And if you look at their form afterwards, it was pretty good. 
Um, we've got a lot of time and respect for them. We feel that they will be they'll be up there and thereabouts, and I think Hendon will be there and thereabouts. Staines definitely will be. They've just come down. They've signed some good players as well. <coughs> so um, Staines will be there and thereabouts. Um, I think Hampton and Richmond will be there and thereabouts. They've made some good signings, and I don't think Kays will be too far away from it. So. That's just off the top of my head, and uh, I think there's a few others who might, you know, at least them were good at the end of last season as well. So I think there'll be seven or eight teams in and around it, hopefully including us as well, and we just have to see how we go from there. So Gavin, they're pretty optimistic about the squad he's putting together. Bodes well for the new season, doesn't it? Yeah, I think especially the the couple of signings most recently as well. I didn't. Neither of us probably made it clear in that interview. It's probably my fault. But earlier on that day, when I spoke to him, the club brought in uh, Osei or Osai Sankofa, who made his debut for Charlton Athletic at Old Trafford, I think, about ten or eleven years ago. He's a central defender, and uh, he most recently played for Whitehawk. Uh, he's about thirty years old. He played for Dulwich. F- uh, against Hayes and Yedding in their final pre-season friendly, and apparently looked really solid. And it's that kind of signing, you know. It's We needed some cover at the back. We only have Matt Drage and Ethan Pinnock, who, even though that probably is one of the best centre-back partnerships in the league, if one of them gets injured, you've only got Mitchell Nelson, the new right-back, who can perhaps cover. And we needed someone to cover them. And instead of bringing in a player from a league below or another player from our league, we've brought in a player who's played 20 or 25 games in the Premier League. And I think it's that kind of it's that kind of improvement in the playing budget from the increased gates over the last couple of seasons that just means just that little extra bit of quality that we can bring in. Yeah, even if you think as recently as uh, last season, there were some very young players in the team who, uh, as Gavin said, they were learning on the job and now we're bolstering what we had already with with guys who, like you say, have got football league experience, conference experience, conference south experience. And, you know, there is no substitute for that, is there? No, and especially last last season, I mentioned it in that in that chat with him just now that you know post Christmas and the same thing happened the season before. It was it was a collapse. Like in my chat, I said it was a slight collapse. It was complete collapse. I mean, we took we went eight or nine games without a win. We went from challenging for the top spot in January or February to scraping a playoff spot on the on the last day of the season. And there were times there was that. In particular, a 3-0 home defeat um, to Canvey around February or March time. And we went 2-0 down and you could see there was no one out on the pitch who took responsibility. They were good players. They were great players, a lot of them. Um, But as Gav said, they're learning on the job. They've not been there before. And the players who had been there before weren't the type of player to grab it by the scruff of the neck and pull us towards a title challenge. And I think the players that we've brought in that's I think and I think Gavin has identified that as well that's what's pleasing I think quite a few of us thought maybe he thinks we'll be able to do this without those kind of players because it got to the point where we weren't really bringing in those kind of players but now he has he's he's really addressed that and definitely definitely filled a couple of gaps that were so evident last season yeah definitely and of course there have been a few departures as well yeah I for one will be very very sad to see the back of uh, the officer and the gentleman himself, Harry Ottaway. Gav mentioning there that you know they they tried to keep the door open as long as possible, but in the end he's uh, he's gone back to his profession. He missed a lot of game time with those two really bad injuries. Like like I just said to Gav, 
or Gav said to me. And um, at this level of football, you know, if you if you do get a bad physical injury, and your your trade is you know physical, I think he's a he's a chippy, isn't he? I think Harry. And you lose that amount of time because he was out for six, seven months at a time. It was a long, long time. And if you lose that income, then something's got to give, hasn't it? And if it's going to be playing football, then it has to be playing football. Um, it's a massive shame. I'll never see anyone wear a pocket square quite as well as he does. But yeah, it's a shame. The uh, the clubhouse will be a slightly less stylish place this season, I feel. But we sh- you shouldn't forget as well what a good player he is. I mean, there's there's quite a few. I say newer fans. I've probably been going a couple of years, but fans who've been coming for a shorter period of time than me just haven't seen him play. They, you know, they've they've heard that he started really well before he got his first big injury. They they might not have seen that Kingstonian game that he came back in um, last winter or last autumn, November time, when he came on and scored the winner from the edge of the box. They might not have seen that, and they've seen him towards the end of last season where he was trying a bit hard and it wasn't falling for him. He scored a goal on the last day at Tombridge. That was a tap in. So they've not, re- they've you know, they've not really seen his build-up play. They've not seen his nice little bringing the ball down, nice little touches, playing people in. He's comfortable on both feet, strong in the air. So you know, maybe if you're listening to this and wondering why it is not sad, but you know why his departure is disappointing it is because he really did look like the striker he's big physical good touch good on like I said both on good sides so um it's a shame he left but and uh, another one of our own leaving to uh Xavier Vidal he's gone to Welling it was it was like I said to Gav it was mooted for a while wasn't it for a couple of seasons at least he was always on trial here and there every summer came into the team even, even in mid-season he, would, he yeah. was going off on trial yeah he was on. He was with Birmingham for a week or so over Christmas last year and they decided he wasn't good enough to go straight into their first team they were Gab's words actually and I suppose he probably wouldn't have been going from the Ryman Prem really he's only 20 years old he's only been playing professional, you know, first team professional football for a couple of years and this is at this level so maybe not being ready for the championship is, is right and maybe the move to Welling is is perfect for him. I mean, I've, I've checked and he's started, as far as I can see, he's started every Welling pre-season friendly. Um, he, you know, and he hasn't been substituted early. That's all I'm going by. I've seen a couple of match reports where he's done well. You know, he's had a couple of shots on goal, but, you know, you can't tell from that kind of thing. But I would think that from him starting those games, you know, he's going to play quite a big part this season. And um, you'll be able to watch him on TV, on BT Sport. I think Welling are playing Tranmere early on in the season in September. It's on a Saturday, I think. We're planning on watching it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, be interesting to see how he, how he gets on there. He's only only down the road, really. So we'll be we're keeping tabs on uh, on one of our own. Yeah, and uh, you know, in his absence, the, there was a, a hole to fill in the midfield, and the marquee signing this summer has been Danny Waldron. Yeah, and you, you say there's a hole to be filled. I think it's been filled. And expanded, definitely. I like that. Possibly exponentially, actually. Um, when he signed, the reaction to it online from quite a few Bromley fans was telling. I thought, um, you know, they were really gutted to see him go. A lot of them were wishing him luck. 
and telling us on Twitter what a fantastic player we'd got um, and that he'd you know he'd be a leader on the pitch he was a, a real gentleman off the pitch and I have to admit especially being the gentleman off the pitch that's exactly what I uh, I think after speaking to him the same night I spoke to Gav at the kit launch Danny was kind enough to give me some of his time and here he is Danny Waldron, hello. How you doing? You okay? Very well. How are you settling into Dulwich? Yeah, really well, to be fair. Really well. Obviously, coming from Bromley this year and um, expectations high at Dulwich this year and I don't expect nothing less, to be fair, for the setup that Gavin's done over here in the last couple of years. And this, to be fair, it's been really enjoyable. The sessions have been intense. The fitness levels are really good. The friendlies have been really good. You know, playing your Charltons and your Peterboroughs. Dagenham, these are good teams and I think we've given them a really good test so far this year and I'm really, really pleased with the way things have gone so far. You mentioned you came from Bromley, who won the Conference South last season. Is that a hard decision to leave? Sometimes it's not always a decision made upon yourself but upon other people and, and things, you know, obviously. But as it, Gavin gave me the ring and he said it said about what he had planned down here and, and things like that and obviously where I'm a local boy, I read in the papers and see that the last couple of seasons Dulwich have really been there or thereabouts and obviously I had a word at Bromley and we were speaking and I wasn't really promised game time and I didn't want to be travelling up and down the country and not playing football obviously I love it and I don't want to just be sitting and watching it go past me so as soon as Gavin got on the phone and gave me a call it was it was a no-brainer really so really pleased to be down here. And for any fans or listeners who don't know what kind of player are you? How would you, how would you explain yourself as a player? Many attributes. <laughs> no, well, um, whittle them down. Simple one. Simple ones to say is probably box to box. You know, I've got, I've got a lot of fitness, a lot of energy about me. I like to put myself about in the park. I've been most clubs that I've been at from even from a youngster to now. I've, I've, I've been captain, so that shows that I've got a little bit of leadership skills about me. Captain bit. at nineteen at Croydon, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was to be fair, and um, yeah, as I say, these are, these are good achievements, and I think that's that's just the aroma that I give off being a leader someone who likes to organise and, and, and talk to people. And obviously this year I'm hoping to do exactly the same as that. Gavin's brought me in, he sat me down, he said to me, look, I want you to be a leader in the dressing room, which I massively respect. And obviously I'm going to give it everything that I can to do to do that job this year. And um, yeah, but as I say, box to box, getting forward, backwards. I do a lot of defending as much as I try to get forward to attacking, nick, nick some goals. I mean, I got 10 goals last year. And I get 10 goals, like 10 or, or more goals every season. So for a midfielder, that's pretty good. And I, I'm hoping to do the same again this year. So, yeah, box to box, get myself a bat, leader. Yeah. So far this pre-season, most of the games you started alongside Ash Carew in centre mid. Yeah. How do you rate him as a player? What's it like playing alongside him? Do you know what? I've, I've, I've played against Ash a couple of times and he's been, he's been a good player. But when you actually hear and you can actually see the, what, what ability he's got... It makes you think he's, 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 he's brilliant, you know. He really has got quick feet. His passing ability is really good. He always wants the ball. He retains possession really well. And I think, obviously, with the, with, with the dynamics of him coming short for the ball, me getting a little bit further and joining in with play at the front, I think we can really get a good partnership going on. And I think so far it's, it's been pleasing, to be fair, the way we've been playing together. It's really good and we can only get stronger. Does the style of play at Dulwich compare to the style of play at Bromley? Was it any different? It does and it doesn't, to be fair. I mean, whatever level I've looked at, 
I mean, we played Hazen Yedin the other day, and obviously they were they was in the league that I've just come out of. And the way their style of play was, their right back could get the ball, and I'd hear channel, channel, put it down the channel. And, and yeah, and I'd think to myself, wow, that's something that I did hear quite often at Bromley and things, you know. And I mean, a lot of like, a lot of people say that in non-league and non-league football is. is it's, it's a lot of long ball and it's a lot of just booting it up the other side of the pitch and things like that. But the way it is down Dulwich is unbelievable, to be fair. It's, it's nothing like that at all. The back four get the ball, they drop off for each other. Everyone wants to play, everyone wants to be involved. We'll be patient. We'll keep the ball at the back as much as we can until we find gaps to start moving forward. And it is just, it is, it's, it's as close as to professional that you will get down there. And, that's, that's, and I've, been, I've been at professional clubs and I, I know exactly how it is and that's exactly why I'm enjoying it so much down there at the minute because it, it brings me back them feelings of being professional again. You play in front of Matt Drage and Ethan Pinnock most, yes. most of the pre-season. Yes. Both of them are comfortable on the ball. Both of them like their feet. They can pick a pass. Definitely. Do they give you a bit of confidence like behind you when you're playing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as I say, I think, I think that's only come from what Gavin's got into them. You know, young lads very young at this level of football you wouldn't expect them to be so comfortable at the, on the ball you know I mean JG's got absolutely unbelievable ability some of the things he does in training and that you think to yourself wow you know like he's, he's hitting 50 yard balls on a sixpence and then you've got Ethan as well who's, who's, who's so comfortable on the ball and he's hitting diags for fun that are just spot on and I think to myself these, these kids have got some ability about them but as I say I think, I think a lot of that's come from, from Gavin and the, the work he's done over the years with Cads and Kevin and just what they're, what they're feeding into these kids, you know, it's, it's absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. So, yeah, them, them two really look like good, promising young prospects for the future. How does the training compare to Bromley? Is it, a, is it a good level? We have players who dropped down from the Football League. Uh, Terrell Forbes dropped down last season from the Football League and said that the training was on the same level and maybe even oh, another absolutely. level to Football a- League Absolutely. Training. As I said, the, the professional setup that Gavin's got down here at the minute is is, is no different to the, than what you'd see at the, the teams we played this season. Peterborough, the Dagenhams, you know. I mean, the level of intensity in training is unreal. You've got people slight tackling each other and now we know we want to take it easy. The season's not upon us, but that just shows the competitiveness that all these players have got in their bones and, and that's amazing to see. Everybody wants to be a winner. Everybody wants to win. Ed, the intensity level is unreal during training, which gets the best out of you. As we say, it's still only pre-season. So, so the training has been absolutely spot on. Spot on. And you came in and made, made captain straight away. Was that something that Gavin hinted at when he was interested in you, or was that a bit of a surprise? A little bit of a surprise, in a way. Obviously, being, being a new player and, and a couple of other new additions, maybe I, was, I wasn't too sure he was captain Danny last year. But obviously, I know he had quite a young squad and his aim this year was to bring a bit more experience into the field. So, But when he did, when I did speak to him on the phone and he said, like, I want you to come down here and leave my dressing room, I didn't know whether he actually meant there and then, like, I want you to be my captain or I just want you to be a, like, a sort of father figure in there and be a leader. But obviously, when, he come down, when I come down and he, and he pulled me to one side and he said, listen, Danny, I, w- I want you to captain the team this year. I want you to be my leader in the dressing room. That's when it really hit home and I thought, yeah, you know what, with the young kids that are down here at the minute and that, it'd be a pleasure to, to be their captain. Something that you relish? Yeah, something that I relish, definitely. I mean, I was captain for Bromley on numerous occasions last year and uh, the year before that. So I know exactly what it takes to be a captain, how, how to speak to players. You know, some players might not be doing really good on the pitch, so I just I pull them to one side, have a little word in their ear and tell them what I need from them, what I want them to do, and hopefully they can do that. 
And yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge that I really relish. I really, really enjoy being a captain of a football club. I see, I'm not a betting man myself, but I saw some odds that came out today that have got Dulwich down as league favourites for the title. Wouldn't surprise me. Really wouldn't surprise me. Do you think we'll be up there? Definitely. Definitely. The style of players I said that Gavin plays and the football that we play, a lot of teams will find it hard to deal with. We, we, we play Peterborough to start of the year and uh, the first 10 minutes was a bit rocky, but after that, I, don't, I can't really remember Peterborough touching the ball. And that's honest opinion. That's, that's not being biased or anything. We, we literally kept the ball. There's more of that against Dagenham yeah. as well. Yeah, and Dagenham as well. And we created so many chances, obviously scored so many goals against these, these professional clubs. And obviously when you're playing the level of clubs in our league, no disrespect, but the difference between Dagenham's and your Peterborough's to our level of football is, is a big gulf. But obviously we've competed with these teams and, and produced on numerous occasions, scoring goals, creating opportunities. And I'm hoping that this, this, this year, obviously playing the teams in our, our league, they won't be able to cope with the style of football that we play. I really do. And your first game for Dulwich, I was... I'm looking towards the Greendale end now and I stood behind that goal okay. watching you against Peterborough because your signing was big. Like We, we knew yeah, you were a great okay. player in the league above. Fans were excited about you. So I came down here, I stood behind that goal. I watched you for the first 15 or 20 minutes and do you know what? I looked at you and thought, he looks like a winger. He looks like a winger playing centre mid. He's got tape around his ankles. He's, he's just like little rushes everywhere, darting in places, running with the ball. Have you ever played any, any other position? You know what? I have played probably every position you can imagine. When obviously being at Bromley last year, I played centre back numerous occasions. So I was I, I was a centre back as a kid. I was at Millwall when I was younger. When I was at Millwall, I was a centre back. And as as time went past, I got pushed into centre midfield. But then obviously playing centre midfield when we've had a few injuries like last year and that a centre back, I'd go centre back and I'd, I'd have really good games. I, I can read the game really well. I can see like if everything's in front of me. I can read read situations where I think when a player gets his head down, where he's going to pass the ball. So I'll make my run there and get there early. Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. So I can read the game really well. So playing at centre back is not a problem. Right back as well. I've got good distribution on the ball, and that's not being big any. But I I can pass the ball. So obviously, if I'm at right back, I can get my head down, find the front man, find passes. Wing? Nah, I wouldn't say on the wing. Simply because I'm not the fastest player you'll see. Just um, quick over five yards. Just it? quick over five yards, yeah, believe me. But um, yeah, and last year I had a couple spells up front as the number 10 and, and had some really good games as well when we had injuries. So <laughs> slow down, Cads. Yeah. What do you think, Cads? Slow down. Yeah, 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 I, I'll get the match reports up if you want. You know what? They're on YouTube. Yeah? <laughs> Yeah, no, but all jokes aside, yeah, I have done, I have done numerous positions and, and, and done quite well there. So, if needed to be, I play exactly where the gaffer wants me. And we're about three or four days away from the first game of the season, home to Canvey. Excited? Uh, excited. How are you feeling about it? Ready. Ready. As I said, the pre-season we've had so far this year has been outstanding. And uh, we are ready for this game on Saturday there's no doubt about that everybody's fitness levels are there there's there's not one weak link in this team we are all ready and Saturday we'll be more than ready to show what we're made of I mean, yeah he just sounds so statesmanlike what what a great guy I can't, I can't wait to have this guy captaining my team in, in competitive games he's just walked into the club and straight away looked around and thought the squad needs a leader on the pitch 
possibly off the pitch. And it, it's me. He's captained Bromley at Conference South level numerous times. Won the title last season. Made his competitive debut when he was a kid, when he was 16, for Croydon. He was captain there within two years. And he just he just oozes... It sounds like a cliche, but... I said this to a mate earlier who asked me about asked me about him, and when he was saying that, you know, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a leader on the pitch. I've got leadership qualities. I don't know, you know, he's not sure why. It's just something he enjoys. You could see that, you know, he's if there's going to be games in the season where we need someone to pull the team together and pull them to a result, if things aren't going our way, like like Gav said last season, if things weren't going our way. A lot of them were just kids learning on the job. This season, if things aren't going our way, Danny Waldron will lead the team and lead possibly some of these more experienced, newer signings as well. And it's going to be those situations where he's going to be really priceless, I think. And there, there doesn't seem to be anything he can't do. When I, when I said to him, I was like, what kind of player are you? And he said, box to box. And that's an understatement. Like When... when he, when we watched the game against Peterborough that I mentioned, the first game, he was snapping into challenges, getting in people's faces, getting his foot in. But then he was bursting forward, having shots on goal, playing people in with little passes. He was starting moves at the back, sitting back, letting Ashkaru go forward. There's Honestly, there's nothing he can't do. He says he's got a lack of pace, but when he was intercepting passes, like I mentioned, he was... He was really quick off the mark. He's athletic. And like I said, he just looks like a winger. He just looks really nippy and really dynamic. And to have that in the middle alongside Ash Carew, who perhaps takes a little longer on the ball but spots a pass, I think those two are going to dovetail really well. I wouldn't want to play down Terrell Forbes' role too much from last season because I think we can credit him with a lot of uh, Ethan Pinnock's education. Forbes a vastly experienced player it's true and we really saw Ethan Pinnock grow up as a centre back last season but you know maybe there's question marks over his captaincy over how how much of a cohesive unit Dulwich were by the end of the season Forbes had lost the captaincy you know maybe had a bit of a a split with the dressing room seems like Waldron from day one has gone in you know been having words in players ears they, they, you know, they respect him clearly, and why not? Because he, he, you know, lets his, lets his playing do the talking as much as anything. Yeah, and going back to Terrell Forbes, when he lost his, he lost the captaincy and he lost his place in the team as well, to Matt Drage, who came in from Kingstonian, probably a couple of months, a couple of months before the end of the season last season. And that was, that was strange. And you, you made the point earlier off the record that we never really had that. We never had a relationship with Terrell Forbes. He never really knew what we were about, who we were. Because a lot of the players now kind of see us talking to other players. They might not know about the podcast, but they see us around and they'll say hello or whatever. We never had that with Terrell Forbes. He just wasn't, he was, um, he was just disconnected from that, that side of things. Apart from having his... What is it Michael Kamara called him? A spot that won't go away. Apart from having that nice little relationship with Michael Kamara, I'd, this is just from an outsider looking in, but I don't think he really had any kind of 
close connection with many Dulwich players. I never saw him and someone else messing around in a warm-up or I never saw him on the pitch or, you know, maybe apart from Ethan Pinnock, I never saw him on the pitch with anyone else. Like, I don't know, there was just something that didn't sit right, I don't think. Yeah. Well, it's going to be important, Waldron steadying the ship this year because there are some younger guys coming through. Going to have most likely Pinnock and Dre starting at the back. And, you know, they've kind of only had half a season together, if that. And we've also seen a, a few younger players introduced in the pre-season games who've, who've looked pretty talented. Has anyone uh, st- stood out to you so far, Ben? Yeah, well, if we, if we go by the team that lined up for the photo at the kit launch, I've just got it up now. Jack Dixon missed the kit launch photo opportunity, by the way. He messaged me earlier to say it was because he was stuck in traffic, but I'd like to think he was doing something heroic like rescuing a mother duck and her brood from a main road. Three mother ducks, I heard. Three mother ducks in Dulwich on Dog Kennel Hill. So he was something like that. So yeah, we have, if we're looking at the photo, I don't know if you've seen the photo of the new kit, but starting from left to right, this is a bit of a grainy photo, so this is going to be impressive if I can manage this. We've got uh, a physio. I can safely say she probably won't be playing, I think, yeah. And then, smiling like the Cheshire Cat, probably because he's got two goals this pre-season and he captained the youth team to two titles last season, is Mr Jamie Maskell. Legend. Legend. Left-footed legend. Plays left-back. Can also play left-midfield. And he also, last night... At the kit launch, the training afterwards, he filled in at centre-back for a couple of drills. It's quite wiry, He's not much. there's not much on him, there's not much to him, but he looks like he's got good technique. And he, he, Even last night he was talking to players, talking through things, which is promising. <clears throat> His goal against Charlton was very good. He burst down the, the right wing, I think it was, and stuck it in. And Left uh, foot, wasn't it? Curled it. Yeah, far yeah. Corner. And he also got a goal... Scored a free kick at Beckenham. Yeah. Away at Beckenham. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Apparently the keeper should have done better with it. But, you know, he's only 18. I think he's 18. He's stepping up and taking free kicks already. So, well, You've got a bit of inside experience. You've uh, you've started in the same starting 11 as uh, as Jamie Maskell against Peckham Town in one of the, uh, the post-season friendlies. It's something I don't really like to talk about. Oh, it's funny that. Uh, you know, what's he, what's he like as a teammate? He's... Or do you see him as a friend first? <laughs> do, you know what, it was, do you know what, it was really interesting because the team that day was the entire youth team, apart from me because I'm more experienced, slightly older. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I like to think I'm the Danny Waldron of the Dulwich Hamlet youth team. I think they thought that as well. Yeah. Um, I've got better hair though. And uh, he was the one player who on the pitch was talking. He was telling people to push up. He was telling people to drop off. He was directing the play verbally um, in the dressing room. He was talking all the time. And in the warm-up as well um, that I took part in, he was really giving me advice, giving me some confidence and saying, you know, that's good, that's good, that's bad. So you, you could tell straight away he already had some, had some leadership qualities in him. And I think Gavin and the management team have seen enough from him. Well, clearly, because he's in this photo, they've seen enough from him to think, you're part of the first-team squad this season. Um, and it's good because he'll give a bit of balance because 
handily, we're moving on to the next player in the photo, who is Christian Campbell, who has been signed from Guildford City. He's a left-back. He's played for Dulwich before, I think, although I'm not 100% sure on this, he's an Aspire graduate. Um, he's been brought in to fill the slot left by Fraser Shaw, who has signed a contract, a one-year deal with Leighton Orient after a successful trial. Congratulations, great interviewee. Yeah, really good news for him, actually. Um, he's a cracking player last season, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Really, really good player. Um, England C International as well. Um, really good going forward. Fraser Shaw, really good defending. I'm not surprised Leighton Orient gave him a contract. But his replacement, Christian Campbell, uh, like I said, has come from Guildford City. Again, the same with Jamie Maskell. There's not much to him. He's not as physical as Fraser Shaw was. Um, but he seems to have quite a good left foot. And because uh, he's worked with Gavin, Kev and Caddy before, he should slot in easily. Moving along is one of the new signings, Callum Willock, who has played, I think he's played over 50 games in the Football League. I know he scored about 27 goals for Peterborough in the old Division 2 or Division 1. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he scored quite a few goals for Absolute as well in the conference. Yeah. Um, so you know, like as uh, as I think Gavin Gavin was saying, like great that we can go out and buy a player like that who uh, who's going to push push Erskine for the for the starting slot up front. Yeah, and if you score three goals in three games for St Kitts and Nevis, you've got to be doing something right. Yeah, he looked sharp yesterday as well at the open training session after the kit launch. Looked very sharp, and he's got a, a trendy beard, so he'll fit in. Great, obviously popular. Yeah, um, but we do expect Erskine to start the season as number one striker. Six goals in pre-season. So, moving along, do you know? I'm not entirely sure who that is. Now I tell a lie. It's Mitchell Nelson. Mitchell Nelson. Do you know why? It's because he's tall. He's almost as tall as Matt Drage, who's next to him, further along. But he's a right back. I think he's about six foot two. At the, kit, at the training session after the kit launch, I thought he's massive for a fullback. He's really big and he's got a really good pedigree as well. He was at Margate um, last season, but unfortunately didn't play for them. He ruptured his, uh, I think it was his cruciate ligament in pre-season for Margate last summer. Missed the entire season. Margate have gone up, bought a shed load of players as was expected, and. Uh, they've released him and like Gav said it was it was good that we got him in because you know there were teams at conference level apparently interested in him and I'm not surprised because he's he's already nailed down that right back spot since he's come in and he looks he looks really impressive yeah because uh, Michael Abner who I thought did well whenever he played last season yeah was was dropped and kind of in and out of the side and swapped with him and Jordan Hibbert towards the end of the season yeah it? I don't and, know. You know he, he left over the summer so it was a, it was a spot that needed filling and uh, yeah a, a player with Nelson's pedigree is, uh, it's definitely, is a great replacement it's definitely an upgrade mm. um, that's, that's a horrible word to use he's definitely got more attributes I think than Michael Abnett Michael Abnett last season although he was great going forward scored the greatest goal of all time against Staines Town when he beat about seven players twice and then rushed through into the box and finished it low underneath the keeper. Staines, incidentally, who dropped down in the title favourites this season, saying it's no mean feat. 
And uh, but apparently, according to people who do watch the game, you know, religiously and are very tactically astute, apparently he was caught out of position an awful lot, and a lot of our goals apparently came from that side. So you know, it's something that's been addressed. Let's put it that way. Another positive. And then, as I said, next to him is Mr. Matthew Drage. The Drage. Mr. Matthew Drage. What a guy. Great bloke. I think it, I think it was obvious to start with that he was going to be a great player. But there was a game at the end of last season away at Tombridge when he picked the ball up. I can't remember if we were 2-1 down or, or Xavier Vidal had already equalised for 2-2. But he, Matt Drage picked the ball up in just outside our penalty box ran the entire length of the pitch got to the edge of the box did he have a shot and he smashed it over have I made that up either way he made his way up the pitch a la Sol Campbell France 98 <laughs> sauntered his way past opposition players and it was at that point when he did have a shot I remember now because we all put our hands up like he'd scored a conversion absolute bants and uh, that just made you think he's a centre back and he's done that this guy's going to be a hero and he all, he did the same thing the other week at Beckenham no sorry I lie at Avely apparently neither of us were there but I have it on um, have it on record that's the wrong term I have it on good authority authority that he did something similar and got actually got through on goal this time chipped the keeper and it went just over and as uh, Danny Waldron said earlier, Dragey's hitting, uh, was it 50-yard balls on a sixpence? Yep. Fact. Fact. And it doesn't surprise me, because he's walked into the team at the end, towards the end of last season, and he's him and Ethan Pinnock at the back. They're very gazelle-like. They are, yeah. They're quite elegant. Yeah. They've you know, got a good height to them, which is important. Is there a ba- better centre-back partnership in the league? We'll find out. Ooh. I don't think there is Phil Wilson's next no introduction no description needed next to him is O'Shane Brown promising young goalkeeper always under the wing of Phil Wilson not in every warm up he's taller than Phil Wilson and he's only 17 I think next to him we just mentioned Ethan Pinnock signed a new one year one year deal which is to be honest that's big I, I had clubs as big as QPR were watching him last season yeah apparently a Norwich scout watched him when we went and won at Enfield last season and it's no it's no surprise why again I said Matt Drage you know they're both quite elegant and the way they intercept balls it just looks so easy um, they're both tall but they're both good on the ball mm. you know Danny Waldron said he has confidence playing in front of them and that's 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 indispensable if I could describe him in one word it'd be composure composure Ethan Composure Pinnock see if if that sticks yeah he's a really fantastic player hopefully we'll see more of his really really good form this season my phone has decided to load the automatic screensaver so I can't see anything who's next Ashley Carew do we need to spend any time with Ashley Carew? Well, we could spend the whole day on Ashley Carew, but we probably should move on. Scored three free kicks this season already. Next to him is Albert Jarrett. The jazz man. The jazz man. Jazzy Fizzle. Um, do you know what? I've never seen... 
I say I've never seen. I haven't seen a player at this level go past his marker as easily as Albert Jarrett does. Well, I remember having a bit of a chat with him in the clubhouse at Tunbridge after the game. And he was sort of alluding to the fact that he was maybe on the lookout for a slightly higher club. He's certainly got the ability to be playing for a slightly higher club. But, you know, a great player to have at our level and, and you know, good that he's, he's stuck around. I remember. I can't remember if it was in one of our episodes or not, or if it, whether it was off the record. Um, towards the end of last season, Gav said that watch Albert Jarrett next season. He just said watch him. He said this season he's not been match fit. He said that's why we've used him sparingly. Because personally, I'll admit I thought we used him sparingly because he just doesn't defend. Like you watch him when we give the ball away, he just stands there and walks. And I thought that probably didn't fit in with what the management team wanted. But then Gav said he just hasn't been match fit He's, he hasn't had consistent game time for a long time and you know if he gets a pre-season behind him then you'll properly see him and in pre-season no matter if it's been Peterborough or if it's been Dagenham or if it's been Whiteleaf if he stands his marker up they have no idea what he's going to do and he gets a cross in and he beats his man every time and uh, he's going to be a huge danger this year Massive, massive danger for Dulwich, Albert Jarrett. Beware the jazz man. Beware the jazz man and his jazz hands. Next to him is Damien Scannell, who has come in from Bromley, same as Danny Waldrum. I think he spent time at Sutton United recently as well. He is, of course, the brother of Huddersfield Town legend, Sean Scannell. Yep, uh, South London boy, started his career at Palace. He did. Um... You know, what can I say? I think he's captained Huddersfield on some occasions. Is he still definitely Huddersfield? I'm sure he is. Yeah. I'm sure he is. Um, Damien has a lot less hair. Yeah. Um, he's older. Slightly older, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's... Um, 30 or 31? He's around that age, yeah. And he's he's been playing largely as a number 10, it seems, in the pre-season games. And um, that's obviously been a interesting position ever since the departure of Ostuma something that we've done without on occasion yeah and also tried to fill and I thought particularly in the Whiteleaf game when Scannell played there the link up was pretty effective between him and Erskine and hopefully that's a partnership that will blossom a bit more this season it's dynamic isn't it what you need in that role is someone who can move across the front left and right then also get shots in at goal and play someone in and I think I've seen him do all of that in almost every game he's played and he's really physical he might not be the quickest but if you play him through the middle we don't really need to be and he's he's that physical presence and if you do play him alongside or just behind Erskine if you compare that to last season maybe even the season before even when we had Erhan if you look at it in you know the physicality him and Erskine Scannell and Erskine up front it's going to be a lot more of a presence than we've had, and he's you know he's good on both feet as well. You know, I've said that about quite a few players, but if you if they're good on both feet, they're comfortable in a lot of situations, and he he looks good. His goal at Whiteleaf was left foot. Um, he's got a few shots in at goal on his right foot. He's played in the football league as well. He's played for Dagenham in League Two, um, so he's got experience. Again, it's another one of those signings that's got experience. Um, 
And then if we move on to the, the bottom row of this team photo, you've got Josh Fernandez. Oh. There's a song about him, isn't there? There was something in the air that night. At Champion Hill. Fernandez. And it looks like there's going to be something in the air at Champion Hill a lot more this season. Yeah, really interesting... Um introduction in, into that first team photo and into the pre-season games so far uh, a bit of a surprise for me having seen quite a, f- a bit of him in you know youth games, reserves games he's always stood out as being someone who's very technically gifted sprightly, youthful but didn't think he would be so much in the picture quite literally Quite literally, very literally. Very literally, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting because when he's played, like you said, in youth games and reserve games that we've been to, he has even against opposition from leagues above Dulwich, he has looked comfortable, really comfortable. I mean, he's comparisons have been made, perhaps unfortunately, to Erhan Oztuma, mm-hmm. but it is the way he moves across the pitch, and it's that balance. Um, he's about the same height, I think. I think he's he's probably only just 18 if he's if he's that old. Um, uh, you know, thus far we've not. I'm not being critical of him, but we haven't seen much end product from him. But he's obviously impressed the management team enough. You know, for him to be promoted from that all-conquering youth team of last season. Um, so he joins Jamie Maskell in in progressing to the first team. Um, However, you know, every preseason there's players that get brought into the squad for preseason games, and then you don't really see them. Exactly. Yeah, we we expected a bit more of players like Millie Heisey. Millie Heisey, yeah. Uh, Tukali, I think, was another one who had a great touch. Kareem Boyle. These guys. Even Sean Mikulski, who scored three goals in his first four games and then didn't disappear, but. Didn't, didn't particularly push on I suppose at that age you can't really tell can you it's just good that he's involved I suppose yeah we'll see what, what I can confidently say is he's got a great touch yeah uh, and you know a player I'd love to see progress fingers crossed next to him this brings me so much joy to say this you wouldn't believe is Mr Dean Lodge it's a rare sighting Mr. Dean Lodge. It's you know, it's good to have some photographic evidence that he exists, quite frankly. <laughs> the only photographic evidence we had until the last couple of weeks was Mishy Marath's nephew, Calvin, went to a festival, a music festival, and Calvin used to play for Dulwich. He went to a music festival about two months ago and Dean Lodge was there doing security. And he bumped into him and I've been doing a thing on Twitter. It was essentially hashtag where's Lodgy because no one knew where he was. Gavin didn't know where he was. He said he'd seen him going into Asda or Iceland or something. So Calvin posted this photo and it was him with Dean Lodge at a music festival. We found Lodgy and then a couple of a couple of weeks ago in a friendly, Lodgy was there warming up. I can't remember who it was against. It might have even been Dagenham. And I was so happy, but there was no way I thought he'd be included this season. I just I don't know why. But it looks like Dean Lodge is back. It looks like he's back. You really rave, don't you? 
Yeah, I do really rate him. And, you know, you've, you've been coming longer than I have. A lot of people have been coming longer than both of us. But they know how good Dean Lodge is. You know, he, he was a re- really key player in getting Dulwich out of the Ryman Division 1 South. He's, for those of you who don't know, he's uh, predominantly a right winger. It's quite short, very short, really, really short. But he's got really good pace and he seems to make the right decisions. Last season he didn't feature much, but the season before that, he won, you know, he, there was a couple of games, I think two or three in a row, where he won a penalty in every game. He knows when to take the extra touch, he knows when to get a cross in. And he also knows when to go back and build up the attack again. So he's he's clever. He's not just a speed merchant. He's he's definitely got something else about him. So to have Dean Lodge back as an option is is really great. Next to him, Jacob Erskine. You sign him? Yep. As Heard a bit about him from Gavin, didn't we? Yeah. Said he's done better than he expected, and I think that's that probably echoes what a lot of us thought after looking at his somewhat underwhelming goal record which is what generally happens with past Dulwich Hamlet signings up front but he's started fantastically he scored six goals top scorer in pre-season he scored all different types of goals tap-ins headers he lobbed the Dagenham and Redbridge goalkeeper from the edge of the box which was glorious so you know Harry Otway's gone that physical presence up front has gone been replaced by Jacob Erskine he started really well so Fingers crossed he can continue that. Next to him is management team, junior caddy, Gavin Rose, Kevin James. On the other side, Danny Waldron. Next to him is Nyron Clunis. The King of Camberwell. King of Camberwell, Prince of Peckham, whatever title you want to give him. I did a little thing last week, just a little graphic on him on Twitter, just because with all of these players that we've been signing or perhaps Erhun Oztuma stole the limelight for a couple of years people might sometimes forget just how good Nairon Clunas is I mentioned that Norwich scout at the Enfield game last season he was there apparently to watch Ethan Pinnock and Nairon Clunas he's also joined Ethan in signing a new one year deal for this season um, which was huge because quite a few fans thought that he might finally be moving on because Nairon's 20 I think he's 25 he's, he's mid 20s I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure he's 25 he's been in the first team for six years now um, he's got two goal of the season awards I think he's played about 250 games scored about 60 goals from left or right wing he's done it through and through isn't he yeah I mean he's a brilliant player He's he gets you up off your feet I say that but we stand up anyway so he makes you jump up maybe makes me jump up scored against he scored the last goal of last season away at Margate when he in the playoff semi-final when he ran from the halfway line and curled it into the bottom corner from the edge of the box great goal fantastic goal and almost standard Nyron which is what I mean you might take it for granted scored the first goal of Dulwich's pre-season a left foot volley against Peterborough quite a nice bookend yeah Nyron Clunis and Albert Jarrett down the wings this season are going to be really strong and then finally is Charlie Penny well, you, you've had a good chat with him at the uh, Urinals in Whiteleaf. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, sorry. You've had a good chat with his dad at the Urinals in Whiteleaf. I spent a penny with his dad. That's brilliant, that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? In the uh, Urinals at Whiteleaf. 
uh, after quite a few or probably too many beers. It didn't really get to say much to him because, you know, how long do you stand at Irina with a random middle-aged man for? But he said that, um, and this was confirmed in, you know, in our chat with Gavin, that he's had a bit of an injury, which is a shame because, again, he, was, he signed quite close or quite soon after Danny Waldron. And he was another big signing. So he was another one who dropped down from Welling United um, from the conference. And that's a big sign. He scored goals in the conference. He scored goals in the Ryan Premier League. And, and am I right? I think he was at Millwall's Academy as well. So yeah. One of these guys who's, who's been up there training with some some football league players, and he's he's got a lot to prove. He's still a very young young player. Yeah. And you know, as Gav said as well, he's something different. If we've started Jacob Erskine or if we started Callum Willock, Charlie Penny's something different. He's a poacher, six-yard box. But don't under, underestimate him. We saw him in the training session a couple of weeks ago. The guy's massive. He's huge. His arms are bigger than my thighs, which isn't saying much. But he can handle himself, so he's going to be hopefully a good player. As I said, Jack Dixon wasn't included in this photo, but that's probably a first-team squad for this season. Personally, probably the best in the league, I think. Um, Staines look strong. They've just come down. Jamie Curiton is their manager. No, sorry, that's a lie. Nicky Forster's their manager. I'm getting my Reading legends mixed yeah, up. Yeah, sort of, are they still playing, are they not? Yeah. Jamie Curitan is still playing for Dagenham, I believe. He is, yeah, yeah. He visited Champion Hill early this uh, pre-season. But yeah, it's Nicky Forster, is uh, Stain's manager, and they're building a big squad as well. They've signed Luke Renadio from Dulwich, um, right winger, who started off really well, actually. He sc- I think he scored in both of his, well, all of his first three games for them. Um, so yes, Stain's, Stain's look good. Gavin Rose has signed a new contract. Great news. Just as big as Ethan and Iron's new deal was perhaps bigger. Um, it's a two-year contract as well. And it, he spoke to the South London press um, who said that, you know, he said to them that the club wanted to tie him down because he's a valuable asset now, Gavin Rose. Welling wanted him last season, turned him down, wasn't interested because he's building something here. He's got a Spire Academy with Kevin James and Junior Caddy. He's building something. He can blood players from the academy into the first team. Believes in the project here. And to tie him down to a two-year deal, it's fantastic news. I think you just really get this impression from from your conversation with him and, and the way the team's emerging, that he's he's confident this year that the, the project will, will deliver another result, another end goal. And, yeah. you know, if we don't win it outright, we're going to be in the playoffs at the end of the season and that, th- and and if we don't get to play our final that's that's underachieving I think I'd go I'd go a little further than that and say if we don't win the league this season I think that's an underachievement I really do we can't underestimate the the signing of Danny Waldron Callum Willock Osei Sankofa Charlie Penny these these players should get Dulwich out of the league they really should if you think about some of the teams, not to um, demean any teams we played last season, but at times last season, we took teams apart, especially in the first half of the season. And if, you've, if we've added the players that we've added to that team now, you know, it's quite often it's easy to be pessimistic, and I have to admit, I'm often pessimistic, but you'd think that a title challenge is definitely on. Mentioned earlier that... We've had the 2015-2016 sponsorship prize draw 
Michael Dulwich, which you will help to centre. You helped us raise £300 to buy a ticket to this prize draw. There are a selection of prizes on offer. The prize draw was made before the first pre-season friendly at home to Peterborough United. And they say it was, it, it was, a, it was a prize draw. We headed out to pitch side before the game and uh, Claudia Jukes, the commercial manager, and Liam Hickey, uh, who was on the PA uh, microphone, he was on the Tannoy, broadcasting it to the people who were there, drew uh, the home shirt sponsorship and the away shirt sponsorship. So, you know, we're there, hoping we're going to be in with a shout. Home shirt sponsorship went to Late Nights Brewery, who've had a couple of beers on at Dulwich beforehand and they've got a good relationship with our South East London Brethren deserter blog got a really nice logo as well really nice logo so that was good we were all all happy with that if we didn't win it then you know someone like that winning it is perfect um, away shirt sponsorship has gone to show and tell who are a London based theatre production company is that right I was hoping they might be the cat one but I don't think they are are they no, they're not. There was a was it a cat sitting service? I think it was or a cattery. No, they didn't. They, in fact, I've got the list here, and yeah, show and tell. Show and tell were ah sorry, London-based theatre production company. We Ford the Hamlet. London-based. London-based. South London-based podcast. You may have heard of us part of the whole fast network we won a full page colour advert in the Dulwich Hamlet match day programme for every home match across the entire 2015-16 season not as great as we'd hoped we'd hoped for possibly a pitch side advertising board maybe training kit sponsorship polo shirt sponsorship so not as great as we'd hoped um but thank you again to all of you for who donated. Um, well, I couldn't, we couldn't believe the response that we got. It was overwhelming, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just incredible. Um, to even be able to raise that amount of money to enter the prize draw was brilliant. So thank you to all of you who've done that. And you'll see our, ad- our advert in the programme throughout this season. And whenever you see that, just remind, you know, just remind yourselves that you helped us, you helped us do that. So thank you so much for that that was absolutely amazing definitely we've rambled on far too much I think it's because we're excited about the new season I don't think there's any more news we need to update you with this episode's going to go out on Saturday morning hours before the first game of the season against Canvey we're all excited we're all looking forward to it we're all looking forward to a Dulwich win we're looking forward to a successful season this is the first episode of the second season of For the Hamlet. We've got that second season. Yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you, Jack McEnroe and Steve Walsh at the, the Holdfast Network for that. Definitely. Uh, and yeah, come and come and say hi this season. We've had quite a few people just come out of the blue and, and introduce themselves and tell us what they think about the podcast. And we, we'd love to hear from as many of you as possible. Yeah, please do. On match days, most of the time, we'll be wearing some sort of For the Hamlet attire. I've made a vest which everyone hates that's got our logo on it I probably won't wear it past September because it's going to be bloody freezing 
We've got T-shirts with Ford the Hamlet on them. You'll see us in them. You can also buy them. If you Google Spreadshirt and Ford the Hamlet, you'll find our, on, our online shop. Get hold of a, a T-shirt. There's loads of different designs. And like Hugo said, just come up to us during the game. Say hello. If you enjoy the podcast, you know, come and tell us. If you've got any ideas, if you think we should speak to people for future episodes, please say. We will see you on Saturday at Champion Hill for Dulwich Hamlet versus Canby Island. And uh, don't forget to get involved with us online. Our Facebook is Ford the Hamlet. Twitter is at Ford Hamlet. And you can visit our website, which is FordTheHamlet.com. Ford the Hamlet is part of the Holdfast Network. Visit HoldFastNetwork.com for more quality podcasts. Diet a problem diets can't fix. Cause they can do it with their tricks. And if two and get promoted, guaranteed I'll be the mode. With two wins, I hit for six. And away goes two ings down the drain. Away goes two ings down the drain. Goodbye! Swaggering dandies. An absolute palm digger. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger.